Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you heard all the rave about the new Quick Grill located inside the Be Quick Chevron on Veterans Boulevard? Come visit Be Quick Chevron along with Quick Grill, Be Quick Food Marts, your locally owned hometown convenience store, wherever you are. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm or also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV, and you can also listen to our host today. He's on Super Talk on Saturdays from 10 to 12, hosting the Rock and Roll Handyman Show. That's Buddy Slowick, and I got him here because he's going to help me with a personal problem that I feel like many of you have had to waking up this morning with maybe some frozen, slightly frozen pipes. So welcome, buddy. Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. How are you? I know. It's like, you know, we miss one day of work and we just don't know how to do this anymore. But uh, but yes, good morning, good afternoon. And being home, you know, and out of your routine, you don't know what kind, what time of day um, it no. is. But buddy, I've many home, of... I've been home alone enough where I need to get out. <laughs> so many of us woke up this morning, buddy, with less than stellar, you know, pipes, whether they've yeah. busted or maybe some are just frozen or like at our house, buddy, our our uh, cold water runs, but our hot water doesn't. And what's leaving us all sort of scratching our heads on what to do next. So help. um, Cold water runs, but the hot water doesn't. That would mean to me that the line that runs to your hot water heater could be frozen solid. Um, And do you have a a tanked water heater or one of those... uh, self-contained water heaters so we have a tankless hot water heater we just you know built a new home back uh early this uh last year i guess back in easter last easter should i say now i'm getting my years mixed up buddy so yeah we went tankless and all of our lines are obviously in the in the attic and so yeah they don't you know they don't tell you about all this well usually it doesn't get 17 degrees in mississippi either so there's that no this is the extreme and i have been talking about uh we don't experience the extreme here in central Mississippi very often, maybe every five years or so, but we should be ready for it every year. And by being ready for it, that means covering your outside faucet bibs, any uh, plumbing lines that run upstairs, whether it's PEX or copper, PEX being the red and blue uh, plastic feeling like piping, they're much more forgiving than the copper. The copper is going to snap and break, but they all need to be insulated. And that's how you prepare for it. Now, if you've got the problem you've got, it does sound like the water line that feeds the water heater is frozen somewhere. Now, do you know if you have PEX, the uh, type of plumbing that it doesn't run through copper pipe, but runs through like a, a PVC pipe or a so, pipe? 
That those are big words for me, buddy. But I think <laughs> I, I do know we got whatever it is that's supposed to expand, so it doesn't. It's not supposed. So we got the updated version okay. of of pipes. The PEX is much much more for, more forgiving than the copper. It will, in other words, if you have a freeze in your PEX line, it will expand and it'll expand. And it'll actually handle that freeze and probably defrost by itself and not create any problems being PEX. If it's copper, uh, you really have to be careful because you can apply heat to that pipe with a, a hair dryer. Never apply heat to it with like a torch or, or a blowtorch. Always something like a hair dryer. And don't let the pipe ever get too hot. So hot. If you touch the pipe with your hands and it's too hot to hold, that means you look, you're going to create a problem somewhere. So always, you can defrost that heat, that heating, that, that frozen line a little bit with the hair dryer and do a pretty good job in doing that. Now, most of the leaks that occur around here will happen because an outside faucet bib either didn't have the proper protection or somehow or other it froze up anyway. That's where most of the leaks around here occur, unless you live in a conventional foundation and then a lot of the piping goes under the house and may not be protected properly. So I feel like, particularly those that may have older homes, buddy, you know, yeah. we went through, I guess, two years ago, we went through the big cold uh, or the ice, which I guess probably um, surfaced a lot of problems. So if you got your pipes fixed then, if they busted and they got fixed then, are you looking at having this issue again, or is there a way to make sure you don't go through this each year if this is becoming something regular for us in Mississippi at least once or twice a year? Well, that, see, that's not predictable what, how often it's going to happen, so it's better to be prepared for it all the time. Uh, and to do that, all of your pipes that are exposed that you can see should be insulated. There's pipe wrap insulation, there's bibs that go on your outside faucet, and all that, by doing all that, will protect you from even the extremes. Um, However, by not doing that, and a lot of people don't do that, they leave, like, faucets dripping so that the water won't freeze or whatever, and that can help sometimes. Uh, and I, that can solve the problem. But older homes, they've got, like, low pressure, I mean, it just happened during this colder weather, that can be a problem with your water system supplier, your, your city, or your whoever supplies your water, and... What can happen is their lines can have a leak in it, or houses down the line could have leaks in it, and there's so much water being spewed out into the, the no man's land that by the time it gets to your house, the pressure's not high enough. Gotcha. Yeah, I think I feel like there's someone listening to Good Things, buddy, with all of the above that's happened. Like, maybe not all at one time, but one here or sort of there. I know many friends have commented that they didn't have hot water today, but they have their cold water flowing, which is the strangest thing to sort of go to your faucet and be able to turn on one and it run fine. And then the other, just there's just nothing. Um, but they are getting their hot water back over time as it unthaws. And then there's those unfortunate scenarios, buddy, where you have folks who have the busted pipes they they know it's busted as it right. starts to defrost how do you mitigate it becoming a big mess because if you don't know that can become a big problem real quick correct yeah oh sure you can have flooding in the whole house i mean you need to find leaks if you have them and the best way to do that is to go out to your outside meter where your shutoff is and <clears throat> shut the um uh, 
turn on, turn on. I'm sorry, turn off all of your faucets in the house. <laughs> turn off all of your faucets in the house, including your all of them, outside bids and everything. And then go to your meter. If water is still going into your house with all the faucets shut off, you have a leak somewhere. Ah. And then what do you do, cry? Because I would Say cry. So then what do you do if you know you have a leak? Do you just sit and cry, or are you supposed to call somebody? <laughs> Well, after you're done crying, <laughs> you have to you have to find it, and that's not always easy to do, particularly in older homes, because a lot of those leaks are in between sheathing of the house and the brick, maybe if you're brick siding, and those leaks are in between that area. And honestly, it's a time to call a plumber and bite the bullet and pay their pay pay, pay their boat payments. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost a lot of money for to call a plumber. So we have a text, uh, buddy. Ricky in Aberdeen says that he has hot water and cold water everywhere except the hot water in his kitchen, which is on the north wall, which is froze. So that's so strange to me that, like, different parts of your home can be, pipes can be affected than the other. I mean, they're so close. How is that? How does that work? It absolutely can happen because what happens when they insulate houses the plumbing should always be inside the insulation. Now, in my house, I did have a plumbing problem probably six months ago, and when I looked inside, a plumber and I looked inside, there was no insulation between the, uh, the where the pipe was and the wall of the exterior house. And that's why I had a problem, because it wasn't insulated. So they should always be insulated. Uh, so what's happening is the water that's going to the kitchen the pipe that feeds the water that's going to the kitchen is freezing. Uh, and there's a, a clog in there stopping the water from coming out. At this point in time, if everything else is still working, the best thing to do is to turn on the kitchen faucet and let it drip. If it drips, that's great. That means it's defrosting itself and it'll work properly. If nothing happens in uh, 24 hours, you've got a problem where you may have a broken pipe and it may need, may need to call a plumber and have them come fix that situation and then once it's fixed it needs to be rectified where it won't happen again and that's done with either insulation or pipe wrap gotcha okay so the insulation goes above just the outside little thingies on your on your faucet you also need to be uh, aware if whether you've got insulation in between the walls or in the attic or wherever else your pipes may be kind of naked or exposed learning so much buddy that can create a problem. Well, another thing that's important that people need to know is outside faucet bibs are basically screwed on to what they call a nipple. And that nipple is a pipe that's actually threaded for the faucet to fit onto. It has thread on the other side to go into your house to... Hey, buddy, can you hang on? Can you hang sure. tight? We got more with Buddy Sloak. He's the host of the Rock and Roll Handyman Show here on Super Talk coming up next. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. 
back to Good Things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app, and we can always, you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. Buddy, I'm having a hard time with my words this morning, but we're, <laughs> it's like the Mondayest Wednesday ever. I don't, you know, uh, with this crazy sort of week and waking up and not knowing pipes frozen, hot water here, cold water there, and all of the above. Um, but you were sharing with us some tips or talking about the covers on the outside, because even though things should be thawing out, folks are rejoicing they're getting their hot water back because it's unthawing itself. We praise the Lord. We're not out of the woods with cold cold um, the winter yet, so this is going to happen again. It is going to happen again, and again, it's, it's a matter of preparation, a matter of being prepared. One thing I forgot to mention that's very important, if your hot water is not coming uh, and you don't have any hot water in the house, and you have like a, um, uh, golly, I can't, uh, a hot water heater that is self-contained. Well, Rebecca, come on, give me help Tankless? <laughs> See? Yeah, yes, tankless. Thank Not you. just me, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Rebecca, I appreciate it. Uh, if you have a tankless hot water heater and it's electric, you should probably shut that hot water heater off. If it's gas, it's okay because it, have, it has regulators on it, which won't make it burn out. Or if it's Electric, it may burn out because there's not hot water coming to it. There's not water coming to it. Well, isn't it true, buddy, if you have a tankless and maybe, I don't know which one we have, I feel like ours is ran through our gas, but I, um, I don't want to be 100% on that, that you're not supposed to let hot water drip overnight because it may burn out the computer or something or another. Isn't it yeah. less advised? I'm not one that believes in hot water dripping. I just don't, I think you'll get. All you need to get by letting the cold water drip, if that's what you can, what you want to do, is you can have some dripping at all. Gotcha. So that would just be for no matter what your setup is. Buddy yep. recommends that you just let the cold water sort of drip. Someone text him, Buddy, should I insulate hot water heater copper pipes in the attic and what type of insulation? Might make a pipe wrap, which is very much like a girl. Uh, uh, I, I'm, t- I'm sorry, uh, a pool noodle. You know what a pool noodle is, where you just it's split, split on one side and actually fits right over your pipes and does very well, and then it's tied together with zip ties. Uh, and that's basically how you would insulate pipes. Well, I feel like lots of folks are going to be out looking for this stuff coming up, you know, just realizing. Because once you do it once, is that something, buddy, that they could do or anyone listening to good things could do? And then once it's insulated, does it matter during the summer? Would you have to go up there and take it all out? Or once you did it and went through that effort, it would be done? No, do it and it's done. Do it right and and protect all of your pipes. And then it doesn't matter, summer extreme winter it really you're going to be okay in kind of any kind of situation the only problem you will have is your water supply city and or municipality or whatever has a problem then you'll have a problem otherwise you've been in good shape but at least it won't be a personal problem it'll be everybody's problem (laughs) (laughs) there you go it'll be a community problem it'll be a community problem you can sit back and just know your pipes will be fine once everything gets back in and sort of flowing but you know it takes things like this to sort of show the weaknesses within our home and then like you mentioned buddy we can go through several and skip it and you know not have any problems and all it takes is sort of that one time which is so crazy to me because if something's supposed to freeze at a certain temperature why it didn't happen one time that happened the next time just, you know, blows blows my mind. But I guess, you know, such is life. Things are random. Yeah, I think it's a matter of, of 
getting down to 28 and 27 degrees probably is not going to hurt an unprotected system. Uh, but getting down to 27 and 28 degrees for a long period of time probably is. So if it's just going to happen one or two nights, it's not a big deal. Uh, but it's still, I, I think protection is the best protection for your for yourself. To work on it as very hard as you can and get it protected as best you can. So, okay, what else are we thinking about, buddy? I mean, I know if we're obviously in a boat of, for us, it's wait and see if our hot water comes back. I think I heard you say within 24 hours. If not, we may have a bigger problem. Call call a plumber. But for most yeah. folks that I see, if it's just your cold water running, your hot water not, it's coming back, you're, you're good to go. But what about just for the rest of the winter or maybe even thinking coming into the spring? We obviously didn't pay attention to you on the Rock and Roll Handyman Show because you were sharing all this wonderful information this past Saturday. I was actually listening. Listening about covering our pipes. <laughs> You're listening and not doing any of it. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I just took it. I just figured it was the. I don't know, you know, until you're here, and then it's now, you know, it's like okay. So next time, I want to be better prepared. But is there something else we are missing, or sh- or you wish folks were thinking about during this time of year for their home, regardless of if it gets back freezing or not? Um, no pipe wrap and, and, and those outside faucets is about all you need to do to protect your plumbing, and I think you'll do a good job by doing that. But you do have to be more diligent about that if you're working on a conventional foundation and your piping is running underneath your house and it's just exposed. It needs to be wrapped. Even if you haven't had a problem before, that doesn't mean you're not going to have a problem coming up. So being prepared, just go ahead and know that it will happen. It can happen to you. I had to boil water this morning, buddy, to take a bird, warm bird bath. I was not happy. I'm not happy at all. No, I'm on a hot shower in the morning. <laughs> but I'm grateful I had water. I don't want to, you know, sound too whatever. I'm grateful there was water and. For all purposes, I don't think we have any busted pipes, so it's just a waiting game, you know. But still, it's something if it can be prevented. I would like to be on the other side of that. Particularly if you have that PEX pipe, which is the the it's not copper; it's the other type piping. And if you have that, and you have a newer home, so it would be that kind of situation anyway. Uh, PEX is much more forgiving and much less apt to crack and break than copper is. Is there anything else home-wise which is good to do during the winter? Are there any kind of updates, changes out, all the things that would be better done when the weather is cooler? Maybe not 17 degrees cooler, but well, but just cooler in biggest, general? The biggest problem most people have keeping their house at a comfortable temperature is air infiltration. And that's just a matter of are your doors and windows properly insulated around the side? Are there leaks coming in somewhere? between your threshold and the bottom of your door. All that needs to be checked. Uh, And once you've done that, I mean, pretty much you're done. The only thing is, once in a great while, your pets will tear up your weather stripping and you have to replace it, but that's no big deal. But uh, I I really do think that be prepared for the cold weather is the best thing you can do, everything you can do to protect for it. And you might look up uh, on your computer, just search Google, protecting my house for cold weather, and it'll give you a list of things that need to be done. Well, I know I'm not a fan of the 17-degree weather. I'm just there. I said it out loud. I, you know, it's just, you know, I never had to boil water to take a shower in the summer. So we're just going we're gonna to leave that, leave that there. Speaking of the summer, though, when it comes to, like, your AC unit, they'll always tell you not to overdo it, right? Like, not trying to crank it down too low to sort of uh, spare it. Can you do the same thing in the winter? Can you can you run it too much if you are trying to keep your house warmer or toasty? Is there a 
um, a happy medium with taking care of your AC unit or your heating unit? As long as your filters are clean, you should do that at least once a month. You should change the filters when you're heating an air unit. And no, uh, running your heat uh, during the winter uh, a lot. Uh, like, let's just say your house is uh, not keeping the heat in there very well, and the heat has to run almost 24-7. That's kind of what you have to do in this weather. Do it. Uh, is it a good idea? No, it's probably a good idea to let your heater rest from time to time, but it's not going to hurt it very much for a couple of days to run like that, to run full like it should. It's good to know you just gave somebody ammunition with their spouse. (laughs) 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 And you're definitely full of so much good information, buddy. We should definitely be um, tuning in on Saturdays from 10 to 12. What you got coming this week? Which is, uh, we're going to have a blast this week. We're going to talk about all kinds of fun things. <laughs> I guess we'll talk about some plumbing, too. <laughs> I feel like that will be the, the talk of the town for for a while because, man, if you did wake up this morning to frozen pipes or busted pipes, we're, we're feeling for you. But, I mean, yeah. it's one of those things, if you can get past it, get through it, actually listen to your your handyman's advice and get there your you pipes go. good and covered and then... um then yeah, we should be we should sort of be good to go. But buddy, I appreciate your appreciate your time. When when can we tune in? How can we listen to it played back if we miss it? All the things for the Rock and Roll Handyman Show. The Rock and Roll Handyman Show is ten to twelve on Saturdays. We have just uh, my theory is let's just all have a good time and get some information out there as well. But that show is available anytime during twenty four seven, just like yours is, is available on all of the apps. You just go to the Supertalk app or Supertalk TV or anywhere that Supertalk is available. The Handyman Show is available to watch and watch us or listen to us or whatever. And we have, we just have a good time. And if you missed any of this, obviously this will be back in podcast form. But Buddy's show last Saturday was all about preparing for the cold weather. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot to talk about a lot. And you did a lot of good information, so you can go back and catch that in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, buddy, I'm going to take your advice to heart this time, and I'm sure we'll talk again, but hopefully it's not about pipes. Great. Enjoy your show. I really do. Have a good day. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. When the clock strikes 12, we'll pull off and start a rock. Beat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Oh, the 
sun beat down. Come on, beat down. Warm us up just a little bit, right? Welcome back to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. If you've got the Supertalk app, you can find us there. You can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station and hope you know you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Good Things. And if you're looking for a new podcast to start out the year, check out our newest podcast, True American Heroes. The podcast is about the stories of American true America's true heroes in their own words. It's produced by Super Talk Southwest Mississippi. It is hosted by Jack Rutland, who joined us here on Good Things a couple of weeks ago. Each episode of the podcast revolves around the direct testimony of a Mississippi veteran about their service to America. So True American Heroes is available on the Super Talk app, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And speaking of, I learned something last week. If you have the Super Talk Mississippi app, which you should download because you can stream us live from that at any time, but also has direct connection to all of our podcasts. So like Buddy um, was saying for the Rock and Roll Handyman show, if you ever want to go back and listen to that or any of the Good Things episodes or any of your favorite sports talk or whatever it may be or all the other um, podcasts we have, you have that already in your hands. So if you're not into Apple Podcasts, Spotify or all of that, but you still want to go back and listen easily, it's all there's an app for that. And it's the Super Talk Mississippi app. So make sure you have that downloaded. I got a kick out of the meme that went viral um Rhino, because if if your family's like ours, your kids have have or have not been in the school or got delayed start today over the last couple of days. And then obviously Monday was a holiday for them. So it's been a minute since they've been. But you get alerted now. Parents get alerted through a text message by for most school districts. I think there may still be some that, that don't have that technology. But for the most part, you have remind apps and all these kind of things that send text messages to your phone to let you know that, hey, school's been canceled. And usually they're doing it now at least you know uh 12 hours in advance before the night before you go to bed but all of us from a certain generation and then some of you from even earlier generations than me and rhino i distinctly remember having to wake up get fully dressed and then you sat on the couch eating your cereal or whatever your toast watching at the bottom of the screen on the local news just waiting for school closures to see if you were going to get a day off or if you were going to have to get in the car or go wait for the bus. And then some of you mentioned it was even on the radio back in the, at that time, and they would break in and, and share the school closures. So our kids will never know what it's like to be in limbo early in the morning, waiting to see what the day is going to unfold for you. Maybe that's why it seems like the younger generations don't have any patience, because we had to wait for that. If you wanted to see what was on TV Guide, you had to wait on the Guide channel. For it to scroll by, and if you looked away, and it's like, wait, no, the channel I was looking for already went past. I gotta wait another four minutes for it to come back around. To come back around, and uh, you know, I like, I get that, but like, thanks for parents too. Now we get a little bit more of a heads up to sort of change uh, our day gets changed around or whatever it may be. Although I will say, it does feel like there were a lot of uh, parents back at, back in the day, and especially the eighties and nineties. Good luck, you got. <laughs> Make a sandwich. <laughs> Don't leave the house. You know, I mean, it was just peace out. We got to go to work. You got to do what you, you know, sort of have to do. But it's, it is different times. I'm the only person that I know of. If you had the same experience, feel free to let us know on the ceasefire text line 601-879-4395. When we didn't get the text alerts uh, yeah. about the closing of school and it was all the morning of, I had a zero period in middle school before high school. Because that was the only place I could fit in challenge, the the gifted program. So I had zero period, which was a full period before the start of school. 
before the first bell rang for first period. Got up, didn't see the school's name on the scrolling ticker. Dad drops me off in front of the building. I'm supposed to go into for zero period, and he has to go to work. And then I'm standing there, and the door's locked, Bless and there's nobody here. <laughs> and so has anybody else phones? showed up to school when school was canceled due to inclement weather? So no cell phones. There's nobody there to sort, you know. So so what did what did middle school rhino do? Eventually, it was discovered that school was canceled and uh, I was picked back up. I'm it, sure. was, it was after a good 45 minutes of sitting there on the steps going, well, I'm at school and nobody else is. I would love to know, like, your dad. See, that, that is just something that would happen to me. It has happened to me with um, my kid with, like, um, an activity after school. It was not canceled because of impl- inclement weather, but there was going to be no practice at the local, like, for swim. But I dropped off and then left and was going to do some errands to come back. And then I got the call like 15, 20 minutes later. Uh, couldn't get a hold of you, but there's no, she's just hanging out here at the pool by herself. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> Sorry. But I can imagine your dad's uh, reaction whenever probably got to the station, got to work, got going. Something came up and was like, yeah, no school today. What's Rhino up to? And he's probably like, oh, man, hang tight. Let me go get my boy. So you're just there waiting. You weren't going to, how far would you have walked home? What did you uh, it was a little too far to walk home from the middle school in Tupelo to where we were living or where my parents' house is. But, yeah, I, I don't think it would have gotten to the point where I'd have had to walk because eventually, I mean, it, it it's not uncommon to, to – it wasn't uncommon at that point in time to miss out on a tidbit of information like the schools are closed. Mm-hmm. But eventually the word got around, like you were saying. So, yeah, it was – I wasn't really worried. I didn't really get all that cold because i was bundled up because it was icy i love it jeff and pontotox said had to watch tv and wait for buddy and Kay." i love that you remember even the the people who would come on for you jeff at channel nine and tupelo to let us know if school was canceled Rhett and richland said tv guy channel you sweet summer child we used to have to just crank through the channels to find our shows. It was okay because we were only 13, only 13 to sort of get through in terms of like the channels of that. I don't remember. I just remember your, all of your local news channels at that time. I mean, we're talking about 80s and 90s for myself. And they would just, and every now and then it would be part of their broadcast would come up and sort of here's a list of the of the schools and but then at the bottom of the ticker it would just sit there and sort of be done if you're if they did early your mom was nice or dad just didn't wake you up but for the most part they waited to that that last minute and then you were up rare and ready to go and now you're up rare and ready to go but you had nowhere nowhere to go which you get why they cancel and do i know i also feel like like looking back over for us and my school year, I remember very few times, very few that we had like ice storms of things. It feels like they have become more frequent in the last 10 or 20 years than maybe they used to be. I don't know. Or that's no, it's on about a, every four or five year cycle. It just depends on the severity. So I don't know if like it really wasn't yeah. all that long ago in the grand scheme of things that we had. That I was frozen in at my old apartment, and it was 45 degrees inside. And yesterday I was iced in, and it's like, okay, well, I got nice insulation and a working heater, and I'm fine. 
Yeah, you also didn't have two children, two dogs, a spouse. <laughs> so you want to? No, I just had porch cat that slept <laughs> all day long, and then last night did not want to sleep a lick. And she couldn't figure out where she wanted to sleep. She wanted to sleep on this arm, then wanted to sleep on my chest, then wanted to cuddle up in my beard, and then wanted to be on this arm, then wanted to be at my feet. And I'm like, I'm trying to get what little sleep I can. Make up your mind. You're not helping. Someone mentioned their friend in Winona tricked the radio station into announcing school was closed once. I can see that happening. You probably can't do that anymore. I'm going to assume there's probably more cha- like more authentic channels of who they get their information from at this time. But then again... You know, word spreads quickly these days, whether it's right or wrong, it spreads quickly. And so for even yesterday's closing, there were all this confusion because the text hadn't come out from the school, but they had let the teachers know who went straight to like social media. And then it's like, I don't know what to believe. And then it's like, what do I do with my life? And then you wait for, you know, you have to wait for that official word. You really can't believe anything until it's official. But I can see where it's just like, hey, school's canceled. Okay, sure. Or not. And then show up show up that way um bubba and startville said god love buddy and k bane so i mean i guess they were a pair for many years oh yeah they they were they were hosting the morning show and you if you had anything going on in the community or at school if you were in a a choir or the band or you were in a band that was going to have a concert or if it was local theater or your church group was doing something, or your youth group was going to sing somewhere, you were going on the morning show with Buddy and Kay Bain to perform at 5.30 in the morning. I love that. Patrick and Louisville, I will not be reading that nonsense out. This is a this <laughs> out on the live air, although I appreciate your mind and thinking of Palmer Home, but under no sun am I taking a polar plunge in <laughs> 17-degree weather. To raise money, may I'll go ahead and put myself out there as being a terrible, a terrible person. You know how cold that would be. I, might... I mean, not much colder than it would be outside, anyway. What's considered cold water? I know that's a stupid question. Not for anything us to... under forty. Usually, anything under forty is cold water. Is like hypothermic water. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's considered lukewarm water, but chilly? Uh, usually, you're, you're looking at. 70s to 70s and 60s it's going to be really chilly when you jump in but you can get used to it i'll give you 55 <laughs> i want to know the temperature of my water i can't die oh, then no again way. i'm the kind of person i don't like jumping into a pool where it feels like a bathtub like i don't get these people like oh yeah we got these little floating heater things oh we got more debates for you coming up next what your life can truly be Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Good Things. We are streaming live for you over at supertalk.fm. If you've got that app, that's the Supertalk app. You can get us there. You can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch us on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to um, Supertalk TV. Over on the text line, talking about a polar plunge, I just don't think I could do, like, really cold temperature plunge, like the 30 or below. I know people do it, and they survive. It would be a total mental block, I feel like, uh, in that way. 
away, but maybe a little bit warmer. Like if you told me in the 50s, I don't know if I could get right back out. Maybe so. It would be all – you just – you couldn't tell me what the temperature of the water was, and I couldn't be the first living being to go in. I need to see someone else go in and then come out well, alive. Here's a would you rather then. Okay. Would you rather do a polar plunge, like an ice bath, an ice dunk, or do the trendy sub-zero sauna thing where they they put the mittens on I've you? I've done that. It's the same thing as a cold plunge. Absolutely it not. not. It It's cold, but it's that dry cold that's not like, and they tell you you're so many degrees negative, zero or whatever, and your head's out. And yeah, it's cold, but it's this not a wet cold. It's not a bone chilling cold. It's a strange feeling. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't but terrible. it's under the negatives, right? Yes, but you have mitten in the places that matter. You have your, <laughs> and again, you're not like like dripping wet. It's not, and it's also it's gra- it's kind of gradual the way it, like they crank the thing up. Where running, you're anticipating the leap, and then it's just that whoosh. So it's into, not necessarily the cold that bothers you; it's the sudden change. Maybe so, and then you're having to come up for breath. And I, I just, I think we've all jumped into a pool or a lake or something that was colder than we expected it to be. Oh yeah. And then you decided this is not for me. I'm too old for this. The worst, though, the absolute worst would be when you, you know, right when when around late April, early May comes around, and you folks who really are hoping for summer to get here quickly start to think you can swim, and then you start to go in like. You start with the legs and slowly, and then you walk on your tiptoes because you don't want, like, the bottom to get it, and then you have to ease your way. Now, that is worse to me than just committing and going for it and then getting wet. But there's a difference in that than a polar plunge. But but if you are into, I guess, viral things online, you may have already seen that, particularly if you like football. But you may have seen the father's son who made the bet on the Cowboys, and the dad was saying that the Cowboys was going to win. The young son, he had to be like, 12 maybe 13 at the most was saying that i don't even know remember who the cowboys played but the that they weren't going to win and they bet that they were going to have to do a plunge in their um in their backyard pool which i guess it's been cold you know here cold lately poor dad ended up having to do it and the whole thing is is pretty funny for the kid to get to watch his dad have to eat his own words and actually go in but you watch if you watch the video the dad makes a very strategic run and jump towards the ladder so he has the least amount to swim to the ladder to then get himself out of the out of the pool which i thought that was pretty smart you don't want to go straight to the middle and then have to swim any further than you got to to remove yourself from the situation i don't know why that reminded me of les stroud telling people how to survive having to go in the water in the cold it's like first step don't go in the water if it's frozen. But if you have to, and then he went on to describe how it, it seems kind of counterintuitive, but if you're out in the wilderness, I mean, you're not in the wilderness get jumping in a pool, but if you're out in the wilderness and you have to go into water, what is the first thing you would think to do? I would. No, no, I don't know. The first thing they tell you to do is you strip down as much as you can. To acclimate yourself to the No, that way your clothes are dry. Oh, yes, get you naked. You go in as, as naked as possible so that you, you're in the water. It's going to be cold, but you've got to be in there. you got to get it done. And then when you get out, 
You have some dry clothes. You have dry clothes to put back on. There are a lot of swanky resorts, like in Colorado and other places that get really cold, colder than what we get, that have like heated pools and saunas that are outside that folks do that. And I'm like, that's great once you get in there, but then you fools have got to get out. Like you've got to, and if it's not connected to the place you're staying, as in, then you, you've got to walk to a, into something, get into an elevator. Like there's a lot of wet you that has to make it from warm water to wherever it is that you're going. I just, I know I overthink it all. Sounds like my daily shower experience in the winter at my old place. <laughs> Step out of the hot shower and I'm steaming. And then if you've ever, did you ever do the whole into the hot tub and then into the cold, like into a cold pool? Oh, I've done yeah. that. Does that count as a polar plunge? Not really, but man, I'll give you half credit. Half credits, something. And that was years ago when my blood was... A lot thicker <laughs> than it is now. All right, you guys stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. You got the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Don't pass me over. No, no, no. Don't pass me by. See, I can see good things for you tonight. Good things for you Mississippi Media Production.